Welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. I'm Jacob Birch. Eric Steven is with me. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday morning, and I think it's really interesting that the f- the things we're going to talk about uh, this episode, some injuries, some just kind of how the week went, a lot of the facts and details aren't that different than they would if we had recorded, say, yesterday before the game, before Saturday's game. But I think the feel of this episode is going to be a lot different after Kenley Jansen allowed, I think, 40 runs in the, the ninth inning yesterday without recording an out. Everything is bad right now, Jacob. That's where we're at. So yeah, and I think maybe that's... Gonna that's gonna not, a... Whereas there are some sad details. I don't know if it would have felt as... Uh, as drastic but uh here we are we're going to talk about that um you have some you're going to relate this to hockey somehow and we'll do that right after the commercial and then we've got our normal swath of a mystery dodgers rewind i'm not allowed to know about it not even in the show notes and then we've got questions from craig all that after this with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So how is this like hockey? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, so the Dodgers, I was just thinking about this today. Um, we're recording Sunday morning. They've lost four of their last six games. Um, and the two wins were both in 10 innings against the Diamondbacks. So 
Um, they actually haven't won a game in regulation, uh, to use a hockey term, I guess, uh, in nine days. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's so that's, pretty bad. That's only one point instead of two. No, the other team gets a point, right? That's how that works. So. I think so. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know the exact answer to that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's bad. Everything's bad right now. Well, like, yeah, and like you said, the timing of this is weird because the there's one, like, clear, like, bleeding, festering wound right now. Um, uh, but, like, also, like, you know, it could be solved by in two weeks, but it's, this, it's this, like, I don't this know, seems to yeah. happen decently often where it's like this weird combination of injuries, uh, ill times, the, you know, a key batter or two or three slumping, um, other things just not kind of not going right. But also, the, like, once the Dodgers enter this point of, okay, everything we care about is locked up, and I think that's especially early relative yeah. and percentage-wise, just because what what does being the number one seed get you, right? Like, right. there's no home field. Like, even if you got to play at home, which you don't, uh, you, there's no real home field advantage there, so... There's not a lot of edge to be gained, so they seem to be doing this early. They're putting Mookie Betts at second. They're they're being really aggressive, taking starters out. <laughs> maybe for now, maybe we've seen for for maybe good reason. It, it just has this sort of experimenting and getting ready for the playoffs feel, which is fine. But it does lead to these kind of crappy feeling regular season games. Yeah, and well, and also to keep in mind, so the Dodgers play tonight on ESPN. Uh, we're recording in the daytime on Sunday, and it's a bullpen game, and they still haven't announced who the starter is. But it's not going to be like a – I don't think anyone's pitching more than, like, two innings today, even if, like, Alex Wood goes because um, he's not really stretched out. So, like, they're a mess right now. Like, um, But, yeah, just just to get to the point before I get – like, starting pitching is, is the like the big concern at the moment for mm-hmm. me. Uh, Kenley, like, put himself into that, like, range as well <laughs> last night. But, like um, – but as you mentioned, like, the standings, right? So – you, okay, so the playoffs haven't like technically been finalized yet, but like every, like Jeff Pass and Ken Rosenthal um, are all like reporting, and Bill Shaken, I believe, had this as well. The it's basically set. They're just working on like details on because I guess over the final week of the season, teams are going to quarantine. Like uh, even if they're at home, they're going to stay like in a hotel together, and then um, just to try to like minimize you know all the risk possible. They're working out the details. I think that's. It's it's a thing they'll work out, but essentially what it's going to be is the wild card round, which is this best of three every game at the same spot, um, is at the home parks, and then okay. once you get into the division series, uh, it's uh, all the National League teams in Texas, uh, so at um, uh, the Astros Ballpark, Minute Maid Park, and Globe Life Field at Texas, where they have every, the field always looks wet even though it's not because they use this turf that has coconut husks that, that bounce up every time a ball hits it, and it looks freaking weird. And we're going to get to see the ALCS and World Series in that stupid ballpark. So um, the uh, the National League, uh, or excuse me, the American League, is going to be at Dodger Stadium and Petco Park, I believe. They should have uh, it at Coors, right? Like, just <laughs> let's just do it all. Let's do it all crazy-like. Yeah, I mean, but the th- I guess the problem with that is like I, there's a lot I, of problems. I, what, with what, that what, what you're saying, of... <laughs> what you're saying is Colorado needs a second team, so the next time they do a bubble, yes. <laughs> we can have we can have a group. No, but yeah, so like I think Petco gets the NLCS if I'm not mistaken, or ALCS, excuse me. 
So Dodger Stadium will have a National League Division Series, whether the Dodgers are playing in one or not. Um, so, but like like you mentioned, right? Like um, the top four seeds are home teams in the in the wild card round. So it's the only actual home field advantage anyone gets during the entire. And has been stated a lot on the air by Drew Davis how much advantage that is without fans is. Yeah, there's small. no, there's no <laughs> like you get. So the advantage, I guess, just from a pure baseball standpoint, bat last. You, you get to bat last, right? That, yeah. And that's 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 huge. That's a big thing. But it's not like baseball home field advantage has always been like the lesser of all the <clears throat> major sports anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, not that huge of a deal. But just look at it from the Dodgers' perspective, right? So they enter, they're entering uh, Sunday, uh, three games up on the Padres. Padres have the second best record in the National League. But the way the seeding works, the division winners get one through three. The number two uh, in each division gets four through six. So the, the fifth seed is the Phillies right now, and they're 23 and 20. The Dodgers are 32 and 14. Like, Worst case scenario, right? Even if the Dodgers lost every single one of their regular season games, which I mean, look, it could happen, but it's not going to happen. But um, even if that happens, I, the Phillies are hard are like hard pressed to get to 33, 32 wins, right? So the Dodgers are, I think, at worst the four seed, even if they like bottom out, you know. So they're still going to get a home um, a home series that that wild card round. It'll be against a tougher opponent um, instead of playing like the eight seed, which currently is the Marlins, and it, it's basically the Marlins and the Giants, the Cardinals, uh, uh, and like the Rockies and the Brewers. Those teams are all like vying for that eight seed. Like ideally, you'd want to play the lesser team like that. So I get it. It's not that there's no advantage to being the one, but I mean, the worst case scenario is that they also they basically have the same setup as now. Because you still end up playing the number one seed in the in the second round, assuming they win. So like, if it's if it's if it's Dodgers one, Padres four, or Padres one, Dodgers four, like either way they're going to meet in the division series if chalk holds, you know. And so like, and basically they think that while there is an advantage over that, they're clearly saying it is worth experimenting in these end regular season games more but, so. But also like I don't. There, the honestly, the bets thing is the only thing they've really experimented on. That, that's yeah. True. Uh, that, uh, maybe and, and experimenting's that, a, a wrong word. I, I'm thinking back to when we were talking last week of just how aggressive they are. They're taking starters out and all, all of the playoffs in mind, right? Like, I, I, I like, and maybe we just disagree here, but it feels like a lot of decision. And this goes back more than just this really weird season where I know injuries are a heightened concern for starting pitchers as we're going to talk about. Um, but where they're just, once they get to the, like the last third of the season, so many more decisions are about being ready for the playoffs than anything else. Right. Yeah. So like, but like there, it's not, that's how they're going to manage the, the pitchers in the playoffs. So like, um, so I don't view it as, as, terribly different than like normal like okay. you, you you need you need to eat innings over a full season because it's just really hard to get through a full season right so like that's that's why you you have there's times where you let starters go a little longer if possible but like in this season it's like there's not much of a point to it right that's how that's their thinking like it is fr- like i talked about it's it's very frustrating like because there's been times like tony gonsolin like cruising through the fifth and the sixth 
and like not getting the seventh, even though his pitch counts low um, and, and still like hitting like 95 plus in the sixth inning. I don't know. It's weird, but like, it's not that that's how they're going to manage in the playoffs. So that's, that's like one thing The Mookie bets at second was like a, that seemed to be like more indulging him than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and because look, like it gives, they, they talked about, it gives them like optionality. I think it was the word Dave Roberts used. And like, I get it because like the, you know, but the thing is they just don't, they don't do a lot of switches now. Like there's no, they don't, they're not pinch hitting for a pitch for a pitcher and then doing like a double switch. So it's very rare that players change positions mid game. It still happens occasionally, but like, are you really going to start Mookie Betts? It's like, he's like the best defensive player in baseball in right field. And on, and depending on who's starting, like if it's a lefty starting, Kike might be at second and he's like the best defensive second baseman in baseball. So what are you doing at this point? Right. You're just, you're just messing around. So unless, unless you're really like thinking, um, man, I have to get Chris Taylor in there instead of like Gavin Lux, you know, and, and against a righty, like I guess, but like, is that what you're, you're going to bank it on and you're going to get defensively worse at two positions? Like, so I don't know. It was weird, but like, I don't, I don't expect that to be like dominant. We still might see like Mookie start another game at second and he might get into a game later at some point, but I don't, I don't expect him to like do that a ton in the playoffs. I mean, it could be wrong, but I just don't see it that way. All right. So let's talk about, uh, Bueller and May and, and how, how not healthy they're feeling. Okay. So yeah, like last episode we were like, you know, they, 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 they traded. I asked he what lost happens if spot, two people right? get hurt. <laughs> yeah. And so like, look, we have enough starters already, right? Like yeah. that's the thing. Like that's why we, we got rid of this guy. And, and admittedly stripling was bad. Like yes. his last few starts. So like, like what are they, you know, it, whatever. But like, um, it's always, we always talk about that. You texted me the other day, like, Oh, uh, like figuring out the playoff rotation monkey's paw, you know? <laughs> and then like, um, it's just so okay. So Walker Bueller, he had blister problems earlier, um, and then he he had he had them recur uh, the other night, and he was oh God, he looked really good in his start in Arizona Tuesday. I think he retired the first seven, and then like he was having blister problems again, and then he all of a sudden I think he allowed was it five in the third inning, uh, two home runs I believe, um, and it was just. Uh, a very frustrating inning and then they showed him like on the bench and it was like kind of gross like his finger was it was clearly open at the blister like it wasn't like uh back in the rich hill days i believe his was on his hand not his finger uh or maybe it was but his was like a quarter sized when it got at worst i don't think bueller's is that bad but it still affects like everything you do um you know being able to throw the baseball the way you want it to so he's on the injured list again as of this morning, uh, I believe he has only thrown since then with his finger covered. So he's not like at a point yet to where he's all that close to starting. Like he can't be activated till next Saturday anyway. So it's not that big of a deal yet. But there's only two weeks left in the season, right? And he's like the game two starter at worst uh, on the staff. So Roberts yesterday said for for both he and Dustin May, who we'll get to in a second, like they don't necessarily need like like two starts to, to get ready for the the playoffs. Like they're built up enough to where they could just slot back in and be ready. So 
they're not going to let May go deep anyway, so that's like kind of a moot point. But like um, for Bueller, you'd want him to go six plus. Um, and at this point, like you can't really count on that. So uh, we'll see where where he's at. But it's one of those things you're just like at the whim of how his finger is that day in the playoffs, and that's like the scariest thing you know possible, mm-hmm. like uh, in a playoff series. So um, Dustin May. Uh, he in the first inning on Thursday's game in Arizona, he got hit by a sort of a like I guess it was technically a ground ball. But I think it bounced once, but it was it was like essentially a line drive uh, off of his left foot, and he was hopping around a little bit. He the trainers came out and he convinced him to stay in. He, he pitched a scoreless inning in the first. That was the first batter of the game, like his second pitch. Stayed in the game in the first inning, went out for the second, but during warmups the trainer went out again and they just took him out. They're like, look, we can't. We can't do this. They don't want to like mess up his mechanics and then it would mess up his arm, etc. You know, the, the whole deal. So they were worried uh, after the game Thursday, Dave Roberts said uh, x-rays were inconclusive. And I was like, Oh, like that's, that's like, a, um, that's a bad thing. Right. Um, so uh, we had to wait till Friday or I guess Friday where was the CT scan had a more, in-depth look and then we talked saturday with dustin may and dave robertson and it was negative so there's no fracture but as of now there's no like set real plan they haven't put him on the injured list yet but i think they're like discussing it we don't know when he's going to start next so at the moment the dodgers they they had the weird friday off day because this astro series is only a two-game series so but they play um as of right now, they have 14 games left in, in the last 15 days of the season. So they only have one off day. Um, Bueller can't return till Saturday. So they have a bullpen game today, Sunday. They'll have to do another one or call someone up Friday uh, when they're in Colorado, which is just a beautiful ballpark to have uh, pitching staff depth issues in. Um and then also there's Wednesday start. Like, I guess if May, if Dustin May is available, he would slot in Wednesday. You have Kershaw Monday, Gonsolin Tuesday, Urias Thursday after his Saturday start. So May would slot in Wednesday if he can, but that's like super up in the air, and I wouldn't count on that at this point. Uh, Roberts will talk later today. I don't know if he's going to go that far out <laughs> into what he's thinking, but like they basically have to cover like two, three starts starting today like just for this week and then probably one more in that final week if Bueller and May aren't ready so it's a problem um and like it just it's just sort of trying to figure out how to how to get things done at this point now if this episode comes out quickly I know everyone's going to be wanting us to talk about Kenley but uh before we get there uh, any last thoughts on the starters yeah, so just talking about like today's bullpen game, like this will be out after, but at the moment, uh, the Dodgers are carrying 11 relievers on the active roster. Now, Alex Wood is one of them and obviously has a, a background of starting. He's not really stretched out right now. Like, he, I would imagine he's one of the people pitching in today's game. There'll be a lot of them. And, uh, but I don't think anyone's going to go more than like two innings. The, the good thing is they're doing this, at least having the bullpen game today after a, an off day and like, for the most part, the bullpen is, like, decently well-rested right now. Like, o- only a couple people have pitched, like, more than once in the last three days. Or four days, excuse me. Um, so, like, they're well-rested. 11 relievers is 11 relievers. Now, the issue is 
as it as you start playing more games and and you're still taking starters out after five, um, then you'll you'll have to rely on that bullpen a little more, and it you know gets a little worse. So it'll become an issue. Like if they st- if they can't get people to fill in, I would imagine Mitch White has to come up at some point. I don't know when, but like he'll need to fill some innings at some point. We'll see, but. Yeah, it's it's kind of a mess right now, and that's that's sort of where they're at, and that's even before considering the back end of the bullpen, which is what we'll get into now. Yeah, so let's get right into it. Uh, Kenley Jansen, reliever of the month, uh, just uh, just a month ago, and I think uh, you and I never really talked about it. Looked good, probably not as good as some of the traditional stats were indicating, like a one ERA and stuff like that. He didn't look like. Oh my God! It's all of a sudden 2016 Kinley, but it right. looked better than the previous two years. Uh, not not the case his last two times out. Yeah, it was like passable, right? It was like I okay, like passable it, for it, a closer, which is really it, good, it, really good. Yeah, pretty good K rate, like a little better than the last couple years. Um, not obviously not dominant Kinley years, but um, yeah, like just relatively good numbers. But so he had like uh, two bad outings in a row. And, like, both were sort of different. Like, the first mm-hmm. one was t- Tuesday. Um, that was in um, Arizona. He, so he got the last out of the ninth. And then the Dodgers scored four in the tenth. Um, and so, like, he went back out to, like, close it out. It wasn't a save, but, like, to get the win. But in doing so, like, that, obviously the inning started with a runner on second. Um but he gave up three runs, including a, a two-run homer. But that one, man, he he was that was just like a slog. He was just really struggling to find anything. Um, I guess the one, the the downside, one of the downsides, his walk rate is ten percent this year. His career is five percent, so like that's that's a problem. Um, but uh, and then so Saturday was a completely different animal. So the Dodgers led this game five-one in the eighth. Uh, the Astros got a run off Blake Trinan in the in the eighth, and then so Kenley comes in with a five two lead, and then and never recorded it out. Um, it was I don't remember the exact order, but I, there were five hits and an error involved, and the error was the hardest hit ball of the bunch. I'm about to say that it was a like generous a, it was error. A, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a scalding shot that was like a, off Max Muncy. Like, yeah, like, like maybe yeah, yeah. just like a really good defensive third baseman records an out there, but maybe not. Yeah. And like, yeah, Matt Chapman does, but he's hurt right now. So, with the A's, <laughs> so like, yeah. So no, no, no third baseman alive. No, I, I don't know if it's that, but yeah, but he yeah. was bad. But so um, the, the problem yesterday was he was throwing strikes. So like he just, the ball wasn't going where he wanted to go, even though he was in the strike zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that so leads like, to lots of hits. <laughs> and it really does like. Uh, John Smoltz like actually pointed this out like just the first like three or four were just like the Astros just kind of served the ball into left center you know and because it was just right there like uh, to hit and uh, and and, like all of them or four of them were with two strikes I believe he was ahead on like all but one uh, of the hitters so it was just an, an issue that he couldn't put people away. So, like, the underlying numbers with Kenley, like, there are good stuff. So, he's not really allowing hard contact, and he didn't really allow hard contact yesterday. The problem is they're just hittable. Um, but he's, like, in, I think he's in the top 1% of the league in lowest exit velocity and the lowest hard hit rate. So, like, that's a good thing, right? If you're if they're not, like, squaring you up, he's not up to out there giving up bombs all the time. So, like, that's that's fine. Um, talked about the walk rate. But, like, the, the problem is he's... Like 
he's mixed in slider more and does other pitches, but the cutter is still his pitch, and he throws it 63% of the time. But it's not a put-away pitch anymore. And that's what it was. Like yesterday, that's what they saw. Like, he, he got ahead of guys, and he could not put them away. And that's what made uh, him so dominant, right? Is, like, yeah. when you got hit, it wasn't usually hit very well. But he could also just, instead of going, you know, keeping it in the zone and having the hitters hit it, but in a weird spot, now he doesn't have the ability to kind of, like, really put it where you just can't hit it anymore. So, uh, Baseball Savant has... Um, a what they call a put-away percentage. It's the percent of two strike pitches that result in a strikeout. So, like, you know, if you throw the cutter uh, X amount of times and you get a certain amount of strikeouts, what your percentage of strikeouts are on those situations. So on a cutter this year, his put-away is 11.8%. His, uh, the last two years were right around 21%. Before that, it was 25 to 33%. So he's less than half, or like roughly half to less than half of his like career norm. So he's not putting people away. And that's what exactly what hurt him Saturday. Um, so like he still throws that. He has to have that pitch like work to, to work, you know, like and, he has like, the slider yeah. and it's fine, but it's, it's not, doesn't have the dominance to, to really rely on it as your put away pitch. Right. So, so obviously the, um, the, like, I would say 98% of Dodgers fans at this point. <laughs> this is obviously an exaggeration, but they all want like Kenley to, to not be the closer at this point. Cause this you is know, really I, funny I, because I know you yeah. actually read comments sections sometimes and yeah. I, I don't, I tend to avoid them. I tend to stick to my, my little Dodger Twitter list. Uh, and so I'm, I'm mostly seeing people react to people who are either in comments section, or I'm sure in your case, getting tweeted at, uh, on with um angry takes yeah and so but the thing is there there's some like there's like merit to it no obviously the, yeah. the, the 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 playoffs are right around the corner like look last year they the dodgers didn't trust putting kenley jansen in a in a like a winnable game yeah um, no, that was that's why and then, yeah. then they went to joe kelly for two innings and then, <laughs> so that, it's like building up to the nightmare why did you wait again, right? until like the, yeah. talking about trying to experiment in the last third of the season that's if you want to say we don't trust kenley more let's try joe kelly for two do that in september first and then and then figure it out so like so i get it but as as usual the it comes down to okay who do you replace him with right like they don't like the problem is there's no like clear like well, this guy's the obvious closer in waiting. Now, at some point, um, it might it it might not have to matter that there's someone obvious in waiting because it, it, if it gets like if he blows the save his next time out, like he's out, right? So like that. Yeah, and does it you, become you, you, like you, you, choleric yeah. against a left heavy lineup and some mix of Trinan or Jake McGee uh, yeah, and Kenley and, against against a right heavy lineup? I don't know. I, I think um, uh, Blake Trinan, I believe, has talked about this earlier um, about how like the the group the the Dodgers like sort of pitching group like Mark Pryor, uh, Josh Bard is the bullpen coach, and like just a, a bunch of their like uh, baseball ops guys, they do a really good job of like generally preparing them and, and and for the most part he said like there's no real roles and he was like well other than like Kenley in the ninth right and like I, it gets to a point where maybe mm. maybe you don't have to always have Kenley in the night. So that's that might be like the sort of a solution going forward where sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. 
Um, it'd be it'd be really neat to to see that you've always talked yeah. about like uh, not you specifically, but generally there's a sense of by sort of the advanced metrics side of baseball fans waiting for this by committee. I guess it is closer by committee or bullpen by committee, but where you're really saying like these four hitters in a row or three of these next four hitters are really weak to, to the, the movement of the cutter. And therefore we, we are going to put it Kenley or these, these people can't hit a bunch of really good fastballs in the zone. It's going to be Jake McGee. Uh, it'd be really cool to see that and get the insight to that. Um, the flip side that I'm sure a manager like Dave Roberts is aware of is can you handle sort of the, the ego fallout <laughs> of that? And the fans response to that, I think is who cares? Right. And, well, and that's the thing, but also there's, there's also this weird like stigma that if you say closer by committee, it's yes. like, Oh, what nerd, you know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, and it's always like, so I don't know. It's weird. Um, but so, but what you have, right? So, like, let's <laughs> let's say you're talking about replacing like Jansen, just running through the candidates, right? So Jake McGee has the highest strikeout rate of the of the group. It's forty point seven. It's actually really good. He's also a one pitch pitcher. Like he throws the fastball like ninety five percent of the time or whatever. Um, so like, do you really in a in a short series like a team seeing him for like the third time like that that could be an issue. Um, not to say he hasn't been good. He had one bad like game in Texas, but generally been really good. He also was bad with the Rockies, but it's also, you know, pitching in Colorado. He's, he's also been really good in the past. So like, it's not, um, like everyone has warts, I guess is where I'm getting at here. Uh, Caleb Ferguson has, has, well, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You, you moisturize, you you do a good job. Skincare is, is good in Kansas city, I guess. Um, Caleb Ferguson, uh, he's been like, I I would say I you could argue he's been the Dodgers' best reliever in a certain way. That said, he gave up home runs in three straight games last week, but <clears throat> like really low walk rate. His his K rate's thirty seven percent. everyone's gonna point to like Brewster Graterall because he throws hard. He averages ninety nine on the fastball. Um, he also has the worst strikeout rate on the staff. So it's he's like a mini Kenley in that he doesn't miss <laughs> bats. His his two seamer, which he throws about sixty five percent of the time, uh, he has a ten point seven put away on that. So like he's also not missing bats. Now he get you know maybe he can get more ground balls or something than Kinley. And it's the same thing. Like they're not really hitting him hard, but if they just keep hitting him, like you know that's a problem. So you, ideally you like them to miss bats. So Blake Trinan is like probably the best and the most realistic option just because he has experience in doing it before. Like if they were going to actually just anoint a closer, it would probably be him. But even he's having his, he has his worst strikeout rate of his career this year. It's about 19%. He's usually 22, 23 in 2018 when he had that sublime year, he was like 32%. The, the, the one saving grace for trying I think is his ground ball rates like 67%. So like that's better like than, you know, uh, being fly ball heavy. Um, so uh, another look at this. So um, all these guys have, have had problems, even trying and um, the fan graphs measures um, shutdowns and meltdowns. So if you impact the win probability added uh, in a game by 6% or more in either direction. So if you, if you do it the bad way, it's a meltdown. If you do it the good way, it's a shutdown. So, 
for Trinan and Ferguson each have four meltdowns. Jansen and McGee have three. Um, shutdowns, though, um, Trinan has ten. Jansen has eight. Ferguson has seven. McGee has five. I think part of that is maybe necessarily McGee wasn't always used in the higher leverage stuff, so maybe that's probably affecting that a little bit. I haven't really looked into it. So I think at this point, like, you just you just hope that I don't, you know – Dave Roberts said yesterday, Kenley's still the closer, but he also said, you know, it's performance-based. Everybody on the team knows this. So, like, he's not averse to, like, replacing him if he has to. I just don't think he's there yet. I think you just have to hope there's a shorter leash on him. And, like, we talked about, like, getting into a situation where uh, if it's matchup-based, like, if you – none of these, like, guys have, like, discernible splits, really. Like, it's not like a situation, like, uh, in the past, like, Kenta Maeda or something where left-handers would really hit him. So you're not um, putting yourself in too bad of a spot if they have to face other-handed guys. So, but, like, let's say it's it's a, with a bunch of lefties coming up. Like, it would probably be fine to put Jake McGee or Caleb Ferguson out there, you know, instead of Kenley if it had to. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, that, that's just where they are, and it's a bad place to be two weeks from the playoffs when there's uncertainty with the closer and uncertainty with – if you have enough starting pitching to get to the closer. So it's a tough time right now. Um, and that's sort of where, where the Dodgers are at. All right. It's time to take a break. I think, I think you have a trivia question before for me before we do. I do heading into the break. Um, so Kenley Jansen yesterday, he allowed five runs in the ninth inning to blow a save um, before Saturday. Who was the last Dodger to blow a save? By allowing five or more runs in the ninth inning or later. All that, all of that, just that, that answer after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Which Dodger last recorded blew a save by allowing five or more runs in the ninth inning or later? Uh, before Saturday, that that's you, that's I got that right. Yeah. Do you want a hint? Um, <laughs> I'm looking at a players players log right now, and it's very funny. Um, sure, I'll take a hint. Uh, I can give you the year. Sure. Two thousand. So, you're you're doing this thing where that's like right before. So like maybe maybe I have it in me. Uh, but 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 probably not question mark. <laughs> um, my before you gave my hint, my first guess was actually going to be Kenley. Uh, I I didn't think he did, but it would be a fun. The way you worded it made me wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I I almost was like, 
I was going to do like uh, another trivia question option was who who has the most blown saves in World Series history? Mm-hmm. And the answer there is Kenley and Jurius Familia. Jurius Familia had all three in the 2015 World Series, but um, that was like two on the nose. <laughs> so I decided to do something other than Kenley, but including Kenley at the same time. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a good guess for the year 2000. Um, okay, so I'll give you the scenario. The Dodgers were, they're in Arizona um, at the Bob, and um, Vicente Padilla was pitching in relief. And um, let's see, how did they score? Okay, so Alex Cora and Jose Vizcaino each had singles in the 12th inning. Todd Hollinsworth grounded out and scored the go-ahead run. So they head into the 12th. Uh, the Dodgers, I'm looking here, they had already used, uh, well, Jeff Shaw blew a save in the 9th. Um, Antonio Osuna pitched scoreless ball on the 10th and the 11th. So <laughs> so they turned to 42-year-old, or I'm sorry, soon-to-be 42-year-old Oral Hershiser <laughs> in the 12th inning. <laughs> Um, I'm Bell, really glad I didn't just guess a bunch of names. <laughs> yeah. So J Bell singled. Uh, Luis Gonzalez walked. Irubiel uh, uh, Durazo uh, singled to load the bases with nobody out. Uh, future old friend Steve Finley hit a sacrifice fly to tie the game. Uh, with, the, with the first base open, uh, Oral Hershiser hit Kelly Stinnett. Uh, still tied, and then he gave up a walk-off grand slam to Damian Miller. Um, you you need to get this question in the hands of Joe Davis. Right? <laughs> so, oh, I was going to also mention with Kenley, he had he had only given up five runs one other time, and it was in 2011 uh, in a, a different game. But yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a blown save. So, uh, yeah, weird game. Uh, uh, yeah, I so. was laughing. I was reading um, Yancy Brazaban's. Uh, and he has a lot in 2005 of uh, four and runs allowed. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh man, the, so close. It, tur- it, it turns out the game wasn't over, uh. <laughs> as, as the shirt said. Um, so but yeah, I have my I have the 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 my show notes, and normally I can kind of tease the Dodgers rewind a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. always. I sometimes let you do. It. it just says it's a surprise. So yeah, so surprise me. I, I will say part of this is like I was kind of scrambling this morning to figure out uh, who the Dodgers rewind was going to be. So it was a little last minute. That's and part of it. But um, to get into it, I, I decided to choose it based on some weird, uh, recently relevant trivia question. And if I put anything in the show notes, it would give away the answer. So um, my other, my second trivia question to you. Oh, uh, back to Oral Hershiser. He only pitched three more games um, before he retired. Um, in 2000. So, um, Gavin Lux on Tuesday in that, uh, aforementioned 10, nine win that Kenley Jensen was bad in, but got the win. Um, he hit a three run Homer in the 10th. He also had a home run earlier in the game. So he had two home runs, five RBIs. It was his 43rd major league game. Um, there's only been three other Dodgers since 1901. With two home runs and five RBIs, at least those two, they, they could have had more, in their first 50 career games. Um, can you name any of the three? And, and this, I will say this. Yeah. It, it, I said since 1901, or I guess, yeah, yeah, since 1901. But it's really, it, 
I'll give you a hint. It's really in the 2000s. So all, all three. The only, yeah, all three are in the 2000s. Wow. Okay. I, I'm crossing one name off my list. Jackie was going to be one of my guesses. Uh, the rest. And when you say 2000s, you mean this century, right? The 10s are in there, or is it all actually aughts? No, it's this this century. Okay. Um, Matt Kemp. Nope. He had the run where, God, what was it like? Seven home runs in a, yeah. in a super, but he didn't have a he didn't have a two five game. Got it. Um, James Loney. Yes. Okay. Former, he, uh, former Dodgers rewind. <laughs> set L.A. Dodger record uh, tying nine RBIs uh, um, in in Colorado nineteen eleven game. Did Corey do it? No. Okay. Um, those were my three guesses. So I got one. That's all. That's what I wanted to hit. I got one of the three. I'm happy. The one I, the one I thought you might guess was the most recent one besides Lux, uh, and it was Yasiel Puig. Okay, his is his second career game. Uh, <laughs> he, he had a grand slam. I remember and a that solo game. Shot yeah, against I, the Padres. I get. Yeah. Uh, I I think if I had been given hour, I think I would have been a. Oh yeah, you know. Going down the oh, list. Oh, and I stand corrected. It was it was Lux's thirty second game. I okay. looked at the wrong thing earlier, but still, uh, it applies. So James Loney's was in his forty sixth game, but today's Dodgers rewind was another two thousand six Dodger, um, who did so in his twenty fifth career game. Cody Ross. Yeah, uh, smiling Cody he, Ross. He had uh, it was three for five, two home runs, seven RBIs against the Pirates, uh, and then. <laughs> Four days later, gone. Uh, he was um, like, I don't know. It was, it was kind of weird the timing of it. Like, but if you look, so in two thousand or yeah, two thousand six, uh, about a week earlier, the Dodgers had just uh, purchased the contract of Takashi Saito, who was technically on a minor league deal. So like then, and he was really good, obviously for a few years. Um, they had. Like they didn't, the the timing of this is super weird. They didn't really need like forty man space necessarily, um, but they designated Cody Ross for assignment on April seventeenth, four days after his two home runs, seven RBI game. <laughs> um, and but just as another sort of mini trivia, can you name the player they called they called up from the minors on the same the day they uh, designated Cody Ross for assignment? It was it was an infielder. Um, uh, no, man. Uh, uh, who? Oscar Robles. Okay, yeah, I was <laughs> trying going through going through the memory bank. It would have been a little too much dead air. Yeah, so like I don't have a ton to say about Cody Ross. It was just more that like um, weird thing. He he went on to play uh, nine more years. Uh, I guess most of two thousand six. So you could say ten. 10, 10 more years. He had a 104 career OPS plus, pretty good hitter. Uh, his biggest contribution um, was a he was a late season pickup by the Giants in 2010 from the Marlins, and he hit five home runs in 15 postseason games uh, with a uh, 1,076 OPS. <laughs> he was the NLCS MVP in their first of three uh, World Series runs. So the Dodgers basically made that happen. Yeah, um, <laughs> if you look at it that way. But yeah, he, he kind of bounced around a little bit. But yeah, it was um, it was. I just remember that was like such a weird timing. Like they didn't necessarily have a, a place for him, I guess. But um, those were weird years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. The, yeah, there was 
I, I sent you the you. picture of it. My my very similar to Dave Roberts when he we was a player. The, I different smiles, but I both I remember going to the games and their sort of jumbotron picture. Both really big beaming smiles. Different. Uh, Dave Roberts looked a lot more natural. Cody Ross's looks little little forced, but oh, always a lasting memory that will literally be with me until the day I die. So thank you, Cody huh. Ross. Yeah, good stuff. You ready? Is uh, all I, we got left? I'm so ready. All right, it's time for... With Dibs and Craig. We love them. So normally we have five questions. I don't know if you got this yet, but we actually have a sixth question. Craig wants me to replace, I think it's question three. I, I think you, you could leave it in. Oh, no, I'm leaving I, the question I, I, in, but uh, yeah. I know we're not actually, we're maybe replacing, uh, you want me to maybe replace this first question. So uh, I'm going to read all six and then. That's, uh, that's fine. But I have this backup one. Uh, on Saturday, Kenley gave up five runs without recording it out. We've talked about this. H- hoping that Eric has not already talked about this. Can you name the Dodger pitcher who gave up seven runs with no outs and the five who gave up six runs with no outs? Um, so I had previously looked up to find the, the Oral Hershiser thing. I didn't really – all I was perusing that list for was getting someone who did it in the ninth inning or later, and I wasn't necessarily looking at the rest. Uh, I want to say I, – I, I cannot name the seven-run person. But I will just throw out as a guess, because um, it's usually a good guess, Todd Warrell nope. is probably one of them, one of the Sixers. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I don't I don't have a guess on any of these. I, I assumed he was going to go something in the in the Hershiser range, which is why I sort of ignored this at first. But like, yeah. Okay. So um, uh, we have... Oh, if it's a 2000s reliever? Yeah. Gave up seven? Okay. I... <laughs> Uh, the only thing I can think of is is Jim Johnson, unless he literally means the first ten years of the century. So I don't know. So we have no, uh, and I think he does. Um, so we have he spotted us Jim Hughes. Um, the Terry Adams gave up seven, of course. Uh, then we have Mike Fetters and Brandon McCarthy who did it as relievers, and oh, then we man. have um, Leon Condor. Uh, and Claude Osteen were the two starters that did it. Wow. Um, so uh, Terry Adams' note, he started that game that Oral Hershiser blew in Arizona <laughs> in 2000. Hey, what a, what so. a, that's, that's called pulling a bow, putting a bow on it. But since yeah. you weren't quite ready for the trivia question, I have the backup question, uh, which was meant to replace a different question, but damn it, yep. we're going to do this. Do you think there are opportunities where Will Smith will DH in games in the postseason? No, um, not necessarily. I, I just think they have enough offense otherwise than. Um, I think I might disagree. Yeah, I guess. But like it, it's it's like I think it's being too cute, like at, at some point, maybe I guess I guess you could. He's been really good. <laughs> no, I know. But I just think that means he's going to catch almost every game. Oh, okay. Like Bar- Barnes will catch some, but and like, th- and that's just what I mean. Um, like if it's yeah. a especially if against the righty, so you don't have sort of uh, Kike to bring in aggressively in that situation, and it's just 
a whether it's you know I, I, this is probably not the case with the Dodgers, but you know a, a starter particularly wants Barnes, or just in general, just the way the games are crammed together. Maybe they want to to spell him a game. I could see that happening. I think it's less likely than likely, but uh, I, I certainly think it's there. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to disappoint Craig on question two. Uh, two of my coworkers expressed excitement over the new Dune trailer. I read that many years ago. Should I go back and take a look at it? And was Dune a favorite for either you or Eric? I have not read Dune or the series. It is on my list. I have a lot of friends who were both excited for the trailer. I didn't watch it because the books are on my list, and I kind of want to read the books before I even look into uh, the latest movies. I saw uh, my friends who are really in the Dune and do recommend it to me more often than maybe they should. Um, liked the trailer. They didn't apparently used a like brooding cover of a pop song, which is becoming a little cliche at this point. Uh, so they were a little disappointed in that, but otherwise they were excited for the trailer and are excited for the movie. I, uh, I have not seen nor read Dune. I have a personal, uh, policy against not seeing movies that Sting is in. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I just haven't seen it. Yeah. So I, I, I really haven't seen the trailer for the new one. So it's not something I, I don't I know much about. So next question, as of this writing, and this is the one he wanted to replace. Sorry, Craig, you did this. <laughs> it's your fault. Uh, it looks like there will be a hallway series between the Clippers and Lakers for the Western Conference title. It will be viewed as a rivalry, but without it being in Staples and no fans. How does that impact the way you see this playoff encounter? Um, he sent this right as I think I don't think the game was officially done, but it was done where the Nuggets tied the series, right? Yeah, yeah. Pacers so are out, the, so I'm not paying attention. The Clippers were up three to one in the series. They they blew, I think a, uh, I want to say fifteen plus point lead in both games for uh, five and six. So um, yeah, it's it's a problem. Um, the Lakers are into the West Conference Finals. They they clinched that yesterday. Um, I I've been looking forward to the All LA playoff series for a long time. It almost happened in 2006, so I think it's going to be – like, people are going to get weird about this. Like, the Clippers have been, like, clearly better for a decade <laughs> than the Lakers, but the Lakers have all the history and um, can probably get a little obnoxious to that point, I, I would imagine. Um, but it's it's a clear, like, rivalry, I think, at this point, just given these two teams – and like, and the players involved. So like, uh, I think it'll be awesome. I, I'm actually really looking forward to that. If that is, in fact, the Western Conference Finals, I have got I, th- I think it'll be a good series. I'm excited. Yeah, the Dodgers have I mean, 14 games left. They have 87 total home runs for your record keeping. So get the spreadsheet out without going over. Ooh, I didn't read that point oh. when I first started thinking about this. How many team home runs do the Dodgers end up with? And let's have Jacob go first. Thank you. Oh. Um, I have to do math real quick, uh, mm-hmm. which is always, it just makes for good radio when, when it's really good. Do you have a, um, old timey calculator that has like a pull tab or something where you can, you can hear the, the, the no. numbers actually crunching. So um, I'm going to subtract and I don't an abacus. Do you want me to have an abacus? Uh, mm. uh oh, too much, <laughs> too much yeah. on the nose. Yeah. Uh, so to adjust for the without going over number, I'm going to lower my number a bit and say one, one, one. 
that's how normal people say it. Um, it is. Let's, <laughs> let's see. Uh, okay, so so they they have eighty seven uh, through forty six games. That's a pace of one thirteen point four. Um, so you went slightly under. Like just looking at the game, so they play the Astros today. That's grinky. Um, not it's like probably twenty five degrees cooler than it was last weekend. So it's not going to be like a thousand degrees and the ball's flying out. Uh, they play three games at San Diego, then four at Coors, and then uh, back home to face the A's and the Angels in the last week of the season. So if they hit two home runs a game, that's one fifteen, which was going to be my original guess. <laughs> um, and the pace is one thirteen. Um. Given that sort of like Bellinger's in a slump again, mm. like he's the guy, and like I guess Jock to some extent too, like those are the drivers, right? Like if if they just like in terms of going off, um, I'm trying to think. So you said 111, and it's without going over. So I'm just gonna go <laughs> 110 uh, and be a jerk. Then, no, no, <laughs> real price is the right style. Well, no, no be, well, oh, I, I guess so. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna give an actual guess. I'll say 114. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll take that. One of the reasons these questions are coming in late was that I was throwing together a pasta salad for dinner. So this week's food question: pasta salad. Should that be a thing? Do you think it's different than a typical macaroni salad? And if you like them. What is a favorite pasta salad for either of you? Well, like a typical macaroni has like mayonnaise, right? Like, um, is that that's that's what he's? I think it, at, I think it can. It... I don't know if it traditionally maybe it traditionally oh. does. I don't I don't yeah. know. You know why I don't know? I I think these are abominations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I well, so like I guess I'm trying to is what's the difference between like I, if I'm thinking of a macaroni salad, I'm thinking it's something like strewn together with like a potato salad right like i guess it could be like mayonnaise or mustard I think or some you can sort be, of agent i think there is a classic i understanding of it and i think you're right classic ma- um, macaroni salad does have mayo I'm looking at it now um i think there is that sort of classic presentation of it but sure you can be more general with it and is if it if it contains pasta or macaroni and is served yeah. cold it is a pasta or macaroni salad so and uh, <sighs> Sorry. I don't. I don't. I hate mayo. So like, I avoid all that stuff. Um, Would you? But, do you? It's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. But I love pasta salad. Oh <laughs> like, man. It, like it's just like it's an easy like, uh, like something different to have. Like just so my general pasta salad go to, um, would be uh you know the rotini uh pasta. I guess you could do bow tie uh, as well. Um. And then probably like cubed up cheese, maybe um, like little grape tomatoes or just sli- sliced tomatoes, diced tomatoes in there. Um, and then maybe a little bit of Italian dressing. And I guess you could do like cucumbers, uh, carrots, some other stuff in there, too. You can mix it up. But like that's just pretty basic for me. Uh, and I like it. Uh, I'm a fan. You hate it. I my brain like all ha- like you know it all inadvertently th- this happens less often with with the virus, 
but you would be at some sort of a restaurant or something and would just come with a little macaroni or pasta salad. And I would always, I always try it and my brain just goes, this should be warm. Why is this cold? I don't get it. Stop it. And I just, considering it's not like, that'll happen sometimes with a vegetable I don't particularly like, but I'll eat it because it's good for me. Don't Don't need to worry about that with just empty carbs. So I just don't eat it. I could see that. So, well, that's it. I'm going to go and make some pasta salad now and uh, <laughs> get ready to watch a Dodger game tonight. No, that, that was good. Um, so, yeah, Dodgers next week will get really bumpy, I'm sure, um, because the pitching is still unsolved, I think, at this point. Um, this would be a really good week, I think, for the Dodgers to just hit a bunch of home runs yep. and make me the winner. <laughs> uh, and Wait, no. Also to, Lots of triples also to, and doubles. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. With some it home just runs. Is, they need their offense to sweep some of this under the rug for about a week. Uh, but, yeah, so that that's the concern is starting pitchers getting healthy and Kenley not being awful. Um, yeah, and that's where we're at right now. So, uh, oh, by the way, the Dodgers have the best record in baseball, but you wouldn't know it uh, given <laughs> how things are going right now. So thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you um, next week. 